Welcome to The Art of Significance with your host, Hall of Fame speaker, New York Times bestselling author, university professor, gold record songwriter, and award-winning athlete, Dan Clark. Get ready for engaging discussions with some of the most influential people in the world who will impart their wisdom, stories, and inspiration on why and how to achieve the level beyond success. Now here's your host, Dan Clark. Welcome, gang. It's another week, and uh, I sure appreciate you downloading my show and getting it on demand as a podcast. We're in so many countries now, and things are rolling. Shout out to all of our wonderful military families who tune in. We love you. We honor you and remind the world that a member of the military in uniform is not the only one who serves in his or her family. The entire family commits to service before self. And I sure uh, love all of our military families and always throw out a shout out to anyone listening in any way possible that we can serve you and uh, and show our appreciation for making our world a better place every day and a safe place to live here in America. You know, I always remind you that um, voiceamerica.com has several channels, business channel, you know, health and wellness. This is the influencers channel. And it's an honor for me to have been on the air now for quite a while because uh, Jeff Spinard, the owner, the producer who gave me this opportunity, understood right out of the shoots that I just wanted to be me and I wanted to have a format that would allow me to bring any guest I wanted onto my show as long as they were influencing the world. And I've had so many Grammy Award winning songwriters and artists on my show as part of my mix with famous authors and famous entrepreneurs and wealthy business owners and blah, 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 a lot of military generals and officers and senior NCOs who give us the inside scoop on what's really happening in the world. But regardless of whether or not I was on the two-hour format as I started and went for several months or now that I've cut back to a one-hour format, I want to remind the world of the famous lyric of a song made famous by Trisha Yearwood, The Song Remembers When. And it's so interesting to me how music seems to tie us all together in every language and in every country. And for those of you who've been following me on Facebook, may I just quickly read something before I bring on my amazing guest, who's not only my hero, who's not just an extraordinary musical artist and superstar songwriter, but she's a dear friend. And she's been an example to me as a man and obviously to our family, uh, especially my daughters who look to her for not just her amazing commitment to be always being the best version of herself, but she's so cool off stage and validates that that's why people love her on stage is that she does not change. She is the most amazing female artist and artist period. Uh, one of the finest that I've ever had on this show that I've ever had a chance to meet in Anna Wilson. And I'll bring her on in just a moment. I just want to pay tribute to a, a young woman So many of you know that I've been teaching public speaking at the university level now for 10 years at four of the major universities here in in Utah. And for those of you who've been watching national news, you have heard of a young girl who got gunned down by an ex-boyfriend in the parking lot as she was returning home to her her dorm room from a night class. Well, she was in my class, and her name is Lauren McCluskey, and in no way will we 
put a downer on this amazing interview and listening to some of the great songs of Anna Wilson in just a moment. But I would be remiss if I didn't share with the world, especially my tribe, how extraordinary this Lauren McCluskey was. And I wrote a tribute that has been well-received. I was invited to go up to Pullman, Washington and speak at her funeral, her memorial service coming up on November 11th. And uh, tragically, I have another uh, appointment. I could not get out of an engagement. And uh, her mother graciously let me bow out of her offer to go up and speak, but she did comment that she loved this tribute, and I just want to share just a little teeny bit. As I taught my upper division class on advanced public speaking every night at the University of Utah, 20 students and I gathered together every week in an intimate setting in the communications building to study the art of writing and telling powerful inspirational stories, the science of writing and delivering polished, informative, entertaining, and persuasive speeches, and the formulas for communicating in a deeper, more meaningful way. This required that we trust enough to create a safe environment where we could be vulnerable, open, and fearless in our chosen speech topics and classroom discussions. Every one of my students would tell you that it was Lauren McCluskey who from the very first class stepped up to set the bar for honesty and integrity and acceptance of one another. I will always remember her mellow speeches and calm approach to life in school and quiet voice that soothed our souls while she communicated love and support with only her smile. And the tie-in and segue into this beautiful woman, Anna Wilson, is this. Lauren McCluskey loved to sing. And although she was shy, and although she delivered probably 10 speeches over the course of the semester along with the other students, which were fascinating, as a quiet-spoken woman, she could communicate in a loud, loud way simply because she always told us that her favorite thing on earth was to pull out the guitar and sing. Again, it's music that brings us together. It's music that soothes, soothes and heals our souls. And it's the right kind of music with the right lyrics sung by the right person that allows the song to always remember when. So you're going to have to take it for granted. You're going to just have to take my word for it until we listen to one of Anna's songs that she clearly is the creme de coco as she's a cl- an acclaimed artist in the military, we give people call signs. Her nickname, her reputation that was made famous in jazz times is Creme de Coco. Her numerous albums have been released to rave reviews, and she has been hailed as the queen of the country jazz duet with her critically acclaimed Countrypolitan Duets Project. Go figure. How do you merge jazz with country? No one did it, <clears throat> excuse me, until the beautiful Anna Wilson. She's recorded and performed with Grammy Award-winning and legendary artists Keith Urban, Lady Annabellum, Kenny Rogers, Larry Carlton, Ray Price, Connie Smith, and more. And she's an award-winning ASCAP songwriter whose works appear on over 7 million RIAA certified records for artists like Lady Annabellum, Reba McIntyre, Billy Ray Cyrus, 
and more. But her latest project is a new band that she formed and leads called Troubadour 77. I don't want to take any more precious time because we started a little late on the show. So please welcome to the show. Don't go anywhere. And when we finally go to our first commercial break, you'll have a chance to go round up your tribe, round up your family, your friends, your coworkers in time to hear at least one of, uh, of Anna's songs. Anna, I sure hope you're there. I love you so much. I am. Dan, it's good to be here. Well, I'm a chocolate mess. <laughs> oh, so, uh, what a tribute you gave. Um, wow, I'm so, so touched by your words. And I feel like I know Lauren through that amazing, amazing, you know, tribute that you made to her and you know what was so odd that you know I've had an assistant kind of line up guests for my show and I had no idea that she was inviting you on at this specific moment in time because as as, as odd as it sounds my dear I would play songs in my class as the students would come as a night class to just set the right tone and uh, you won't believe that I've played Monty Powell songs and three Anna Wilson songs over the course of that semester. So she knew who you were. Oh, my God. Wow. God, that's just, thank you. That is so wonderful to to find that out. Um, gosh. Um, so let's talk. I'm so, so touched uh, by your story. Thank you. So let's get back into uh, into your life. I am so fascinated when I have someone like you on my show to let the listeners and let anyone know how in the world you discovered when and where and how did you discover that you had this amazing ability to choose the right words and then edit so every word pays its own way to become a hit songwriter. Oh, thank you. Um, well... You know, it, it the the whole thing started for me as a as a young girl. I was like five, you know, and I knew that I wanted to sing um, as early at at that early age, and so singing was always a real part of what I was about. And I definitely studied songs, and and I didn't know that I was studying songwriting probably at that age. But by, you know, the selection of songs and the artists that I tended to gravitate toward, I learned a real sense of melody and um, how to tell a story through a song. And I think it was just sort of, you know, it was penetrating my being, you know, through osmosis, um, just by my enjoyment of wanting to sing. But then as I got older, um, I started, you know, being a little bit more of a, an observer of the world and, and how things are done and and kind of found my way and discovered Nashville and the great songwriters that are there. And so I, I realized that what I really wanted to do was, was write music and, and tell my own stories and my own observations of the world in song, you know? And so I kind of packed up my bags after graduation of college and, you know, moved it, moved to Nashville because I felt like that was the place I could learn the craft. And so, and I feel like I'm, still learning the craft. I mean, there's always something new that, um, you know, <laughs> through a collaboration or something you observe that you you can digest and, and distill down into those three-minute 
songs. <laughs> <clears throat> Absolutely. I remember one night I was at the Bluebird and you were performing there with Monty and daughter Re- Rebecca, you know, she was there. and Right. And it was an evening where we celebrated um, in that case, Monty's extraordinary, massive success as a songwriter, and he was part of a book. If you remember that night, it was a a book signing. I do. And Monty yeah. graciously invited and in, in, introduced me to one of my heroes, the lead singer John Kay, the lead singer for Steppenwolf. You know, Magic Carperite, Born to Be Wild. Yeah. And I followed up on our friendship and. We went to lunch a couple of times, and I asked him one time, I said, what's your secret to songwriting? He says, don't try to write a song, try to write a hook. He said, as right. I travel the world, I just need to start looking for the hooks, the one lines the, mm-hmm. that, 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 that you could write an entire story around. So teach us how you see life differently than most of us, how you find the hooks in everyday life. And I, I want to prime the pump because one of my favorite songs that you've ever written, my dear, as simple as it sounds, ladies and gentlemen, Anna was the, the, the guest soloist. She was the artist who recorded the song, but she also wrote the song that was the theme song for Habitat for Humanity. And I still remember two of the lines, two of the hooks that resonate with me every single day, Anna. A house becomes a home, but it's where love lives. Teach us about wow. how you see life and can consolidate it and distill it into these one-line hooks at least once a day, if not many times a day. What's your process? Teach us how you see the world through your lenses that it, that most likely is different than ours. Well, gosh, it, that's a good question. It's kind of a tough question, too, to, to speak, you know, a very simple answer to, but like you said, I, I'm always looking for the hooks. I'm always looking for something compelling, a, a, a phrase or something that somebody might say in passing or something that you might read in a book um, or, or hear in conversation. And so I'm always kind of just looking for those very, very simple um, ideas that can be communicated just in a few words, sometimes even in one word, you know, um, and when they hit me, they hit me really strong. And I'm not sure if that's what, you know, some people might call the muse that, you know, or the, the spark of inspiration. But um, when they do, I know that, you know, they know there's something in me that knows it's special. And that could be a song. That could be something worth exploring. That could be something worth crafting a larger idea around. And so if I have time right in the moment and I feel inspired, I'll try to go and sit down right away and work on something and write, write it. If I don't have time or I'm crazy busy, I will tuck it away and revisit it. And it usually nine times out of the 10 has, has the same impact as when it first hit. And so, and, and when it does hit, I usually know what it is ballpark that needs to be said and what, mm. what, the, what the song is about or what, it needs, what story needs to be told. Now, actually creating it and taking the time to craft, like you said, every word and, and thing like that, that's what takes, you know, a little bit of the, you know, the toolkit. Yeah, the <laughs> uh, science so, behind you know, it, not just the Sitting down at the art. piano, yeah. you know, and whatnot. Um, but I think it is just a little bit of a, for me, it's just kind of 
I'm, I'm, for lack of a better thing, it's just one of the gifts that I was blessed with, and I'm grateful that I have it. But I can't totally tell you how I have it. But once I do know an idea is special, if somebody wanted to say, can you teach me how to develop that concept or that idea, then there are definitely tools to the trade that I can share with people to show them how to do that. Um, mm-hmm. But a That's little fun. bit of, some of it is a little bit of, of inspiration that just sort of comes. <laughs> but you know, this is why, ladies and gentlemen, I used to go to Nashville religiously about every five and a half weeks to hang around with songwriters because Anna just hit the nail on the head, but you're too humble in the, in the expression of what makes you extraordinary, my dear, because the reality is this. Our brains can be divided into two parts, the limbic system and the neocortex. In the limbic system, on that side of our brain, the limbic system, that's where our feelings and our decision-making take place. In the neocortex side of the brain, that's where our language and our rational thought takes place. So you notice that our feelings and our language reside in two completely different parts of our brains. That's why it's so hard for us to put our feelings into words. And yet you come along and special individuals like you come along and you circumvent that reality and say, wait a minute, I can put my feelings into words. I can add the 12 notes and I can make it a song that remembers when that can touch our lives and and change us and heal us forever. So you are an Mm. extraordinary being and so are all the songwriters. I, I, you know how much I love just hanging around you all because of that fact. You figured out something that 99% of humanity cannot do. So, yeah, it's a gift, but you've really massaged that gift. Let me ask you about your musical influences. I know as you started putting together Troubadour 77 and as you were kind of hanging around and you've mentioned that you've been a fan of music and songwriters your whole life and in your bio you list some of my heroes as well like you know Jackson Brown the Eagles Firefall obviously Linda Ronstadt you could be her sister actually you're a lot better looking than she is but her style when she would show up barefoot and just kind of sit on a stool you know back in the throwback days I mean I, I remember seeing her live a couple of times when I'm like who's this hippie chick and she was so awesome. <laughs> You're right. But who was your number one or two musical influences, and could they both be male and female, or is it just really a, a, a female influence in your life as a so- singer and as a songwriter? That's a really great question. Um, both, actually. Um, so, strangely enough, I was very influenced um, much more by male singers as a singer. Um than than uh, female singers, but I would say the two that I probably, if you know, if I'm going to you know pick a lane for each one, you know, I was really really influenced by Frank Sinatra and Barbra Streisand for the guy and girl that, counterparts. That, um, that kills me. I've seen both of them in concert. Go figure. Well, yeah, of course, <laughs> because you you you've always done it your way, girl. <laughs> Thank you. Well, but I had a lot of good, good uh, road, ma- you know, people to, in- you know, influence me and <laughs> inspire me to <laughs> find my own way through it. But those two growing up were probably the 
singers and uh, it was their catalogs and their their material that I tried to you know imitate uh, you know in in my bedroom into my hairbrush you know <laughs> kind of the, the show tunes and, haven't you been drawn yeah. to to recording some show yeah. tunes some Broadway hits yeah all the all the Great American Songbook you know exactly because of standards uh, uh, grew up with all that oh my um, gosh makes sense and. And then as a songwriter, you know, that was a little bit, of course, I was very influenced by a lot of the guys that wrote the songs for Frank Sinatra. Those old, you know, the older guys like Irving Berlin and, yeah. you know, um, Mel Torme and and uh, guys like that, um, naturally, because those were the songs I was singing. So I got like a real sense of melody from that era. And I think that's what definitely influenced my jazzy side of things but from a songwriting perspective those songwriters 90% of the time were writing songs that were just very very they had a feel about them and they had an, a mm. mood and emotion and they kind of fit into this box you know and they didn't much stray outside of it so they didn't write about very deep personal stuff often once in a blue moon there's a you know, a special gem that comes along in those catalogs. You're like, oh my gosh. But a lot of them were very like, you know, about love and romance and just, you know, sunshine and just all these, you know, wonderful things. (laughs) But then, you know, the songwriters that really dug into the meat and and the meat and potatoes of life, you know, life, death, um, struggle, those were the like the Jackson Browns of the world. Mm, Um, Yeah. You know, uh, and so I definitely got influenced by those types. Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. All, you know, of course, um, you know, I'm a big fan of the Eagles and, and everything mm. that they wrote. Um, and when you really kind of look deeper into what some of those songs are saying, um, that's what spoke to my songwriter spirit, you know. And mm, that's yeah. what really sort of started digging out the um, the real heart and soul of who I am. So that really influenced me from a writing perspective. But then I had all these sort of great classic singers like Barbara Streisand and Frank Sinatra <laughs> that influenced, influenced me from a melodic and a song interpretation perspective. And when I kind of blended those two forces together, I guess you just kind of get me. <laughs> no, it's so. so amazing. And it's, it's, it's allowing us to kind of wind down to a commercial break because after a 20 something year recording career of Anna Wilson and five studio albums, this amazing songbird, this amazing friend, this amazing woman has even more things to sing about. So what you're talking about is actually how and why you co-produced another special project um, with your, your your co-producer, your husband, bandmate, Monty Powell. You know, the, the, the Troubadour 77 band that you've created and your debut album, Selma Avenue, really kind of ties into what you're talking about where your band are keeping alive that spirit of the troubadour with songs that not only deeply pers- are deeply personal, but are reconnecting us and a new generation to that, that sonic landscape, as you say in your bio, of their youth, of your youth, of, 
of, of days gone by. So congratulations for connecting the generations. I get the biggest kick out of meeting millennials and younger who love classic rock, who actually I do get too. what you're talking about. And I think that's kind of your underlying mission. Could it be that you started and created this Troubadour 77's band and started started touring and and writing songs that bring back that that golden era tune that you're talking about is that right yeah that's exactly what we're trying to do we we want to bring the the classic melodies and stories about things that really matter in people's lives in a sonic landscape that they're used to hearing you know James Taylor Carol King you know all those artists you never get tired of hearing them and if we could put some newer ideas and fresh ideas into new songs that sound like they could belong alongside, you know, on a playlist of some of those great classic artists like Jackson Brown, like Linda Ronstadt. Um, that that's our that's our goal. And if we can bring people around to some you know, some great melodies and storytelling through song, that's what our band's trying to do. I love it. And I remember going to the Americana music um awards festival or whatever you want to call it at the Ryman and having a chance to hang out with Robert Plant who's this classic rocker who now catches the vision of what you are doing as well you know mixing and matching all of the sounds with the great grooves and the great the great melodies so congratulations ladies and gentlemen we're on the uh, the voiceamerica.com uh Network, and this is the Influencers Channel. This is Dan Clark. My amazing guest is the incomparable Anna Wilson, who's a, a dear, dear friend. I just laugh when her and her husband, Monty, used to come to Utah. I'd have them sleep on a blow-up queen-size mattress in our dance room. And had I known, had I only known... Back that in the day. These, <laughs> had I only known, Anna, that you were going to become these superstar songwriters or recording <laughs> artists, I would have given you the master suite, but... <laughs> I'm just it just ticks me off that I didn't see the vision when I had an opportunity. But you know, Oh, the towels, don't be silly. We we the love towels, the air mattress. It was great. The, ta- <laughs> the towels the that Monty too. stole from my guest bedroom, I'm still gonna I'm gonna still gonna find one of these days. I'll track him down and say you own some <laughs> some, some Marriott hotels that not, you know, towels that you stole. Anyway, let's go to a commercial <laughs> break. Obviously my show resonates and uh, and originates from Phoenix, Arizona. And it's good to pay for the time a little bit, but don't go anywhere. And I love to take a break on purpose so you have a chance to go and gather some people around, even if this is an on-demand podcast that you've ordered into your world after the fact of this, this live broadcast. But Anna Wilson has many more things to teach us. And the highlight will be when you get a chance to hear one of her songs that not only she wrote, but that she absolutely sings. And uh, bring a tissue. It's called Drive. We'll be back in a moment. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. If you're an event meeting planner like me, you have two ongoing challenges. 
You can't afford to have a speaker who bombs. And when you do have an amazing speaker, who in the world do you bring into next year's meeting that will top them? Well, you never have to worry again. Book Dan Clark. Dan Clark is one of the most incredible human beings on the planet. He's been named one of the top 10 speakers in the world. He's known for customizing his speech around your meeting theme. So your people leave with benefits that last a lifetime. Here's the number, 1-800-676-1121. Or just visit danclark.com. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You're listening to The Art of Significance, featuring your host, Dan Clark. If you want to join in on this week's discussion, give us a call at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or drop down a line via email to Clark at xmission.com. Now back to the Art of Significance. Here again is Dan Clark. Welcome back. And my guest is Anna Wilson, the amazing hit songwriter, recording artist, and... Uh, and founder, co-founder of Troubadour 77. Before we get into this band that tours, that writes, that is extraordinary, let me ask you another question, my dear. I want you to talk to us about your country jazz duet and some of the stars that you you co-sang with on this magnificent record and how we can get a copy of it, where do we find it as we continue on to the end of the show. Sure. Well, um, it's called Country Politan Duets, and it's available at iTunes and Spotify and at AnnaWilson.com, my website. Um, and it was a blending of the two genres, uh, country music and jazz music. And I asked a bunch of friends here in the industry that I work with, uh, that I'd worked with as so- a songwriter. Um, we, we co-wrote songs, and they've recorded things that we've done, but we never actually sang anything together. And I said... I'm making this record that pays tribute to great old-time country songs, but we're going to produce it in a big band, swing, jazz styling, and, you know, it might be a fun chance for you to croon, because <laughs> country <laughs> artists don't get to do that, right? Oh, and, that's um, funny. So we, yeah, so I started picking up the phone, and to make a very long story short, I, I called Ray Price and Connie Smith first, and they're in the Country Music Hall of Fame. And they both said yes to recording songs that they made famous back in the day um, and reworking them and reimagining them in this sort of jazz big band format. And they were my duet partners. And then 
I thought, well, what if I picked some songs of artists who are no longer with us, like Patsy Cline and folks like that, and, uh, you know, have modern-day country artists be the duet partner to pay tribute. And so then I started picking up the phone, and I, I asked Keith Urban and Lady Annabellum and Rascal Flatts and, uh, you know, several folks like that. And then I kind of dipped back into jazz and the great Larry Carlton, a uh, great jazz guitar player, artist, and um, Rick Braun, who's a wonderful saxophone player, and Matt Dusk, a Canadian artist. And they kind of came apart to be a part of the, the record. And then it came time, so it became a whole duets record. And then when it was time to release the first single, um, I tapped this great, great guy uh, that was on American Idol. His name is Matt Gerard, and he was on season eight. And he was the only judge's <clears throat> save on American Idol. And, wow. and with, and rightly so, because he was so incredibly talented. And I heard him sing uh, at an event in Napa Valley, a wine event that we were doing. And I was so knocked out with him. I said, I'm doing this project. And I was thinking of asking Vince Gill to be my duet partner, but would you be interested? <laughs> and he was very interested. And um, we got together and our voices blended so great. I just kind of had a hunch about it. And we recorded it and released it as the first single. It became my very first number one song on the iTunes jazz chart called this You Don't Know Me. Oh, my gosh. So that was a fun little story about that album. <laughs> I love it. And again, we can get it on iTunes, on Spotify, AnnaWilson.com. You need to go there. Right now, mm-hmm. let's let's switch switch gears. Talk to me about this album called "A Nashville State of Mind." As you uh, take the old and new Billy Joel fans in celebration of his fiftieth year as a songwriter, I think that is so incredible. How these mega successful artists love and honor you and Monty Powell, your husband. Well, yeah, it's a perfect segue, actually, that you asked that question because. Um, the reason we got asked to do a national state of mind was because people had heard what we had done with country politan duets. Um, and they said, how did you amass all these artists to, to guest and be a part of your album? And would you, would you be interested? And do you think you could do it for Billy Joel? And I said, um, I think if I can do it for myself, I can definitely do it for Billy Joel. Are you kidding me? <laughs> and of course, I'm such a huge fan of Billy um, oh, yeah. and uh, and his music. And his music is evergreen, and it, it never never grows old. So, um, I started picking up the phone to a lot of the folks who had helped me with my project. And Monty, of course, had some relationships through Keith Urban, different things of his songwriting career. And we said we're doing this project. We we got asked and pick your favorite Billy Joel song and reimagine it as if you don't know the original version and Billy's version of it. And we're going to make this record. And that's kind of how it came to pass. Um, and it, it was a really, really fun project to do. Um, and we are looking forward to hopefully releasing it soon. It actually has been in the making for quite some time um, and has run into a few uh, roadblocks, you know, with some, it, nothing musically speaking, but just, you know, with different uh, release schedules and record label agendas and things like that. And, and Billy also being available to help with the record, promote the record, because, you know, he's very busy with his residency at Madison Square Garden. Um, so we're just trying to find the exact right timing, but the record is done. It's in the can. And we hope that hopefully maybe sometime in 2019, uh, it may 
may reach the masses. <laughs> oh, wow. And stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. So now let's go into Troubadour 77 because the song we're going to hear before the hour is over is an amazing song. In fact, why don't we go to the song? Teach us, let's go to the Bluebird hat right now. Teach us about this song. How did it come about? And how many people are playing on this particular song? Because Troubadour 77 is magical from the 70s and 80s days when you had live musicians, ladies and gentlemen, live musicians. That might sound real foreign to so many of us, where you actually, you know, you have a drummer who looks like he hasn't had a haircut for 76 years. This is so (laughs) freaking cool. You were just a throwback in every one of your instruments. They're just incredible musicians in and of themselves. Monty has become one of the great guitar players of all time. I love to listen to him play. I love his jazz feel for everything. So teach us a little bit about, tell us about Troubadour 77 uh, and uh, introduce this song. And then we'll have time to come back and kind of wrap up what you, know, what you want sure. to teach the world, okay? Yeah, well, this song um, came very late in the process of making the record. In fact, it was the last song I wrote. Um, And it kind of just appeared. I wasn't really looking to write any more songs for the record. In fact, I had written so many at the time that Monty's like, stop it. Stop writing. We can't keep up. We we don't have enough time to make all these different records. But when this song came along, I knew it was special. Um, And I felt like it found me. And, um, you know, the basic message of it is that we are all on the drive. We are all driving forward towards something, whether it's, you know, a goal or trying to climb the corporate ladder or trying to, you know, get from one place to another um, in our lives. And it's push, push, push. And usually when you go out on a drive, you know, you know, you kind of know where you're going. You have a goal. I'm like, I'm headed this way. But you don't exactly always know how to get there. Um, And so it's really a metaphor for the fact, I mean, as cliche as it sounds, you know, enjoy the journey. It's not about the destination all the time. It's about the journey and the things you learn along the way. But sometimes when you have a dream and a goal and you think that's what you're supposed to be going toward and, and supposed to be doing and you set out on it, and you try to have tunnel vision and not let anything get in your way, You've, you can, the road will take you where it will, it will take you. You can't wield it necessarily. And you find yourself maybe in another sort of reality, you know, into, in another dream that may be just as wonderful and where you're supposed to wind up, mm-hmm. but it was the original goal that got you there. And you would have never wound up where you were supposed to be if you hadn't had that original goal. So it doesn't, it doesn't take away from what set you on the path. But if you're open to the universe and to the different signs along the way and the people that influence you, that you can wind up where you're supposed to be. And the first line of the song goes, you know, waking up with the dawn, blinded by the break in light, chasing dreams mm. that I hope to find but never come. Because... Mm. You know, you, but I found this other dream and it's really better, you know? Mm, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, so yeah. That's kind of what, that's the message of the song, you know? And um, of course, we all play on the record. Um, all our bandmates, um, my, I play keys, Monty plays guitar. Our other bandmates are uh, Cassie and Austin Wyand. They're also a married couple. Cassie plays bass and sings. 
Austin plays acoustic guitar. And then, of course, our drummer that you referenced, Nathan Chappell. Yeah. Um, he's our spirit guide with, and, and you know, uh, director of all, all long hair. <laughs> I know. That's so funny. You know, when Billy Dean, our mutual friend, came into town to, to play, he decided, you know, not just bringing in his usual guitar player. But he, he brought in your bass player. She was awesome. And then your your drummer. And, it, you know, they played on a couple of his tunes and really brought the house down. So, ladies oh, and gentlemen, awesome. whenever you get a chance to hear Troubadour 77, you need to. Let's go to this song. As Anna Wilson, the extraordinary songwriter, recording artist, explained, it's called Drive. And it's got a really catchy, catchy drum beat at the beginning that gets you fired up let's play it now and come right back afterwards to talk about what i feel like i got out of the song and then wrap it up to teach us how we can stay in touch with anna wilson and join her tribe let's listen to drive
Wilson and Troubadour 77, such a great song. Thank you. Thank you How so much. How fun is that? You know, I remember going to the Bluebird one night with Billy Dean and we got in his truck and we're leaving and I said, okay, so how do you know when it's a hit song? And he said, you can sing it as you drive home. You remember the hook. <laughs> right. You can actually, you know, right. you know, you might not know all the words, but the, the melody sticks with you. So that is easily a hit song, my dear. Congratulations. <laughs> Well, thank you, Dan. Appreciate so, that. So as we wind down with the anticipation of having you back uh, off the air, we talked about her Christmas album. It's the 10th anniversary. We'll have her back probably in the first week of December. I was really good friends back in the day with Michael Purrier, and he he was in charge of all the Christian music at BMG back in the day with Karen Conrad. And, and sure. he he always told me, you know, as I was a songwriter, he would say, you know, everybody's catalog is really weak when it comes to Christmas songs. Everybody's looking for good Christmas songs. Nobody seems to write good Christmas songs. And all of a sudden, you do. Good for you. <laughs> well, we had a big <laughs> time writing, um, writing that record. Well, we'll we'll have you back to, to really push that and, and, and illuminate love and, and, and the festivities of the of that season. But I want to just, I want to wind down now by you telling us about this True Believer Festival. It was your premier song-based multi-day music festival. This year was your first one, and it was held up in, uh, up in the Ogden area, obviously, at a beautiful ski resort just around the corner from where you live. And teach us about your concept. What are you trying to achieve there, bringing in Emily, Emily Harris and you know, Rodney Crowell and Sean Colvin and some of the folks that you had there, David Pax, and it was Legends Live. I've, I've been on the program with that band a few times, some celebrity guitar players and performers from some of the great bands that, that you and I both honor. So tell us about the, the vision and how we can anticipate its second annual and how we can become part of your tribe. I want people to go online. I want them to join your tribe. I want them to be part of your life and find out where we can go and listen to Troubadour when you're in concert and really start looking forward to this True Believer Fest. Well, thanks, Dan. That's awesome. Um, Well, Troubadour 77, we call our fans and our followers, our tribe, we call them True Believers, and we spell it T-R-O-U-B, believers, like Troubadour. And so we decided that that would be the best name for the festival, um, where we would amass these amazing songwriters and troubadours um, and give them a stage to stand on. So it's in terms of a festival, summer festival, outdoor setting. Most of the time when there's a songwriter festival or you see songwriters, they're in, you know, a 75-seat club like the Bluebird. And, um, you know, they just don't really have the the big stage to really tell their stories. So it's the deconstruction of the big show, but we're putting these storytellers on the stage and you can't play true believer fest if you don't write your own material. So we want you to tell the stories behind the song 
So it's bringing the Bluebird Cafe style format to the large festival stage. And um, we also, as well as having marquee names like Emmylou Harris and Rodney Crowell and Sean Colvin, we, we also want to shine a light on the folks, you know, like Monty Powell and like Gary Burr and Don Schlitz who wrote, you know, The Gambler. But everybody thinks that's just a Kenny Rogers song. But when Don Schlitz comes and he sings his version of that song that he wrote and tells that story behind it, it's a real behind-the-curtain look. And so we were really proud in our first year at Snow Basin Resort to bring the first True Believer Fest, um, which was a success in so many ways. Um, People really appreciated the songwriters. Um, and they saw Emmylou Harris more, they saw her songwriter persona, even mm. much more than her artist persona. And they felt like they got a really special, you know, treat and, and a way to view these artists in a different way. And Emmylou's like, you mean I can play songs that maybe, you know, weren't just my biggest, bigger hits? I'm like, we want you to do that. And we want Absolutely. you to tell the story. So the audience felt like they got this insider's look and it was really, it was great for the artists. It was great for the, the fans that came. And so we're hoping to build on it uh, in 2019 and we're trying to, we're already starting to get our, our list together of artists and songwriters we want to invite. And uh, we're going to do our best to try to put it on for year two and, and get the word out. So right. if you want to, well, if you believe in the power of a song, become a true believer, come to true believer fest. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'll be promoting it. And anyone within the sound of my voice, let's uh, start promoting it right now. Let's set the expectation. True believer con uh, true, true believer fest, true believer fest. Okay. We've got about a okay. minute left. Tell us how we can join your tribe and become true believers, true believers in Anna Wilson's music. Heck with everybody else. Let's ha- how can we join well, your tribe and support you and download your music? Thank you. Okay, well, there's AnnaWilson.com, there's Troubadour77.com, and then, of course, there's TrueBelieverFest.com, and that's T-R-O-U-B-E-L-I-E-V-E-R.com. So that's how we spell it. And um, please please sign up for our, our you know, website and, uh, you know, fan letters, and we'll let you know when we're coming nearby your town and uh, when new music's available. Absolutely. And on a personal note, I think you can get it downloaded on on iTunes. Monty Powell's own yes. uh, album called 47 Minutes and the best song I've known Monty for a thousand years. And his very best song he has ever written was the love song he wrote about his beloved Anna Wilson, whom you just listened to as my <laughs> guest. So I challenge everyone to download that, that, that's, that whole entire CD as well. My guest has been Thank Anna you. Wilson, an amazing singer-songwriter, an extraordinary human being, a humanitarian, and the love of Monty Powell's life. I, I, I honor you, my dear. Thanks for being so good to my family. Always so gracious to my daughters. And uh, you're true, true. You've made us true believers. So God bless. This is Dan Clark, voiceamerica.com, Influencers Channel. You can join my tribe at danclark.com. See what I'm up to. Read some of my books. I need the money. God bless you until we meet again. Keep the military in your prayers and make sure you make music a major part of every waking hour of your day because it's what makes the world go round and heals our hearts when we need it most. Thanks, Anna. God bless. Thank you. 
Thanks for being part of the show. Be sure to join Dan Clark next Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time for another edition of The Art of Significance on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Remember, you too can achieve the level beyond success.